oh my God, it's kind of like Jason Bourne. And of course, I'm talking about the new Netflix anime, Spriggan. And we're going to talk all about it, good, bad, and indifferent, this week on Shonen and Suds. How are you, bud? Top of the evening to you. Oh, Chris, I'm doing fantastic. I'm just ready for the weekend. Me too. Ready for the weekend, man. We are one day away. Um, you know, we got we got some bad. we got some great anime to talk about this week. Um, well, so I'm so I for all the above, Cody. We got like you said a holiday weekend, you know, but also lest we forget, let's not forget the brave men and women, um, you know, especially those of the Black Knight Squadron that on this day in 1994, well. Almost, you know, it was this holiday weekend in 1994 that they gave their lives for saving us from the alien invasion. That is right. Pour one out for Captain uh, uh, Captain Jimmy Wilder. <laughs> Pour one out for Jimmy. <laughs> um, but yeah, of course, we're talking about Independence Day, guys. It is this Monday, actually, which kind of... That's right. It's probably the only bad part about this weekend is that the holiday falls on a Monday, so... Yeah, you know Tuesday. The Tuesday hangover at work is gonna suck. <laughs> oh, the Tuesday <laughs> blues. No, fortunately for me, Cody, I'm I'm actually off the entire week because I uh, I was telling you before we started recording that you know I've switched gigs. Um, so the, the 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 real pro play when you're switching jobs is to line up your two weeks to end with a week off in between. But the way it always you know it always works it always seems to work out, Cody. That I, I have basically I don't miss a payday. Because I've got this pay period, then the next pay period, and then I've got like a check full of PTO. So like I'm basically got a week off, and I'm not. It's like my pay is not being interrupted. So, but I don't have to do shit. I'm just gonna sit on my ass and drink beer and play video games all week. Yeah, it's like taking a week's vacation, except you know you're going into a new job now. So you know, exactly. Congrats on the new gig. I hope it all oh, hope thanks, it all man. works out. I know we you you you. It seemed like you wanted to get out of there, so I'm glad to. Yeah, glad I to just, see you get out of there. I know you you left and then you came back to it, and now you're, you're getting out of yeah, there. Yeah, I think so. exactly. I think I make the I'm making the right choice. It's, it's just not for me. I'm not the type of person to be, you know, interrogating people all day long. I'm I have too sunny of a disposition. You know, I'm too nice. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, we're we are going to continue to be. You know, we are going to be nice today because Cody, we watched an awesome fucking anime this week. Yeah, we watched, uh, of course, you know, we, you've already mentioned it, I think, at the beginning. We watched Spriggan, uh, the new Netflix adaptation. Um, oh, man. Super solid, man. Uh, all around, just really solid. Um, nothing, you know, nothing that's going to, like, be at the top of my list, but it's definitely far from yeah. the bottom, if that makes, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it was, it was, I really liked the flow of the show. Uh, it was really cool. Obviously, you know, if you haven't watched it yet, you're fucking up, but this is where you get off. This is your stop. Because spoilers will be coming very quickly. Um, but no, it was really, really good. Um, I loved, I kind of loved the episodic nature of it. Um, you know, eventually I want to see them do more of like an overarching story. Like the, the gripes we have with it are very, very small. But I loved how it was just like, oh, what adventure are they going on in this episode? It was, it very much felt like, though, kind of a mixed bag. Right? I, I like when there's an overarching story. Especially when like there's weight and gravity to everything that they're doing, whereas in this, it's like, all right, this is the the beginning and end of this story. So when we see the characters again, they're over whatever 
ordeal they just went through, right? It's very sitcomish in that regard, but it was cool. I really, really enjoyed it. It works for this. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, it follows that kind of like villain of the week formula. Um, yes. Of course, like we do, I do want to see more of these characters. I want to see more of these stories, um, which I think is mm-hmm. just a, it's more, it's not, it's less of a gripe and more of just like, you wrote some good characters and I want to see more of them. You know, like, yes, we're not watching Scooby-Doo where like, I don't need to see, you know, Fred's backstory. Like, I don't care. But, you know, like. My boy Jacques, like I, I want to know why he turns into a werewolf. <laughs> why, why, Cody? I about shit my pants when I saw that. I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember this from the old '98 movie. Yeah, like though that's what I mean. Like it's it's less of a gripe and more of just like I, I would like to see more. You know, more stories. Yeah. Maybe maybe do a couple. You know, a few episodes with some characters rather than just you know one self-contained yeah. story. Although I think it does handle itself very well. Like it, you get you can watch the intro. And understand what's mm-hmm. going on because the intro kind of explains like what they're yes. what this Arkham is all like they're after these artifacts to prevent you know the evil the bad guys from getting these crazy powers and things like that. Um, it very yes. very well explains itself in the intro, so you can kind of tune into whichever episode you want. And dude, and can we talk about how great the intro is? The fuck yeah, that thing is a bop. Yeah, that like- is a James Bond snake eater. <laughs> level bot man i love that shit yeah i like the intro i also like the i don't have any gripes about the outro either um it was a little it was a nice little boogie man i enjoyed it yeah and uh you know of course you know like it leaves it open like there's an open ending so you know if yes i'm, I'm assuming this is like a test run you know if it does well they'll oh, yeah. crank out another season and we'll get to see more because uh, this one followed, more. this one definitely followed the manga a little bit more um but there's yeah. still more that they can dive into um, within within just the manga alone, so I'm excited. Yeah, man. I'm excited to talk about it. And of course, Chris, we we are back for another episode of Shonen Insights. That's what I'm excited for. I thought we'd never get there. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. This is episode 101. Of course, I am Cody Snodgrass, and I am Chris Adams. And welcome back for more anime shenanigans. And uh, we're off to the the back. You know, we're we're leaping over 100 and we're starting off on a good note thank god because i'm pretty sure cody when we last time we did like a little sit and chill and kind of recap i feel like we went right into like some bullshit right yeah i'm trying i'll have to go back and look but i remember it was like it was something bad it was like eden of the east or like uh oh it's something real awful like another, we were hoping it was gonna be good yeah it was eden of the east there was like another like seven deadly sins bullshit which, mm-hmm. you know, we got more of that on the horizon, but we'll, we'll talk oh, about that when go. that time comes. We'll pour those drinks when we're ready. Exactly. Oh, no. Exactly. Chris, Chris, you know what it was? It was High School of the Dead was our... our... Oh, my God. And we, well, here's the, uh, you know, Cody, at least we know we can never do it that bad again. Yeah, we had a rough... It was that followed, and then the next show we watched was Dota, so we were just over two. Right? Oh, boy, we were just... Oh, boy. Yeah, we were batting a thousand, weren't we, there, bud? That's right. We're in the 20, 2022, or I don't even know what to call it. This is year three of Shonen and Suds, almost. We're like an episode away, but you know, basically year oh, three man. of Shonen and Suds. We're we're on the right track here with Spriggan. Um, so good, so good. I don't even know. I don't even know, like, because I was very worried going into it because you know, I the the ninety eight movie is very near and dear to my heart. Like that was like, that was, again, that was a very, 
I was at a very impressionable age when that came out. Like I'm, I'm a young adult. I'm discovering anime. Like this is the me. It's starting to become a cool medium. It's getting, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, you know, when the quality kind of popped up, like here in the West, um, it, it started to become cool. So when you could find something that wasn't like a Dragon Ball or a Toonami or a Bebop, if you could find something and really latch onto it and share it with people, like that was just like, oh shit, you know, this this, this guy knows what's up. So, you know, there, there's always going to be that that bias and that just unbridled love for Spriggan 98. And I think this is a very, very worthy um, addition to that lore. Um, now, obviously, you know, at the time, I didn't know it was based on a manga, but you know, I'm I'm glad it is because I would uh, love to go exploring uh, the manga and find out more. But man, this was so great, absolutely great. Was it perfect? No, but I this is a 100% recommend watching. Just you got to watch it. You got to be there. You had to have been there, Cody. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely, one hundred percent worth watching. Um, yeah, and of course we're gonna dive into that. But before we get to that, Chris, we just got a little bit of news this week. Um, yeah, well, we had to tread carefully on the news, man, because it was like I was looking for stuff, but Cody, every every turn, everywhere I looked, it was like, oh, here, watch the new Dragon Ball movie, and I'm like, now, now, get that shit away from me. Yeah, that's why it's like. Anytime I go make a poll on Twitter, I'm just like, I close my eyes and I just click the tweet button and then I'm, <laughs> and then I'm safe. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely got to dodge that. And then most, a lot of the news this week was like on stuff that we haven't quite gotten to yet. So like it was a lot of Spy, yeah. X fam, spy Family news. It was a lot of, um, you know, some more One Piece news, which I mean, we'll never get to that at this rate. <laughs> That's just, it's just too much. Um, That's a tall order. It looks like the Uzi, Uzumaki anime uh, has been delayed. That's one of the Junji Ito um, uh-huh. collection. I actually own that that book. That I don't think it's that one. I have to go find it. It's somewhere in my garage and storage. But I'm pretty sure I've had a friend buy me that book. I've never actually flipped it open, which I'm a terrible friend oh, wow. for that. But, you know, that's another story for another time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also got, like, um, uh Kaguya-sama Love is War had some news. So just a lot of shows that are really big and popular. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, we just we haven't gotten to. You know, there's a lot of anime, and, you know, <laughs> we can only crank out so much per week, right, Chris? Um, exactly. And I, I've, I'm so, Cody, I'm so backlogged on TV. Like, me and my wife, like, this past weekend, we, well, A, we're ready for the next half of Stranger Things. We plowed through all of Obi-Wan Kenobi in one sitting. Uh, we're going to finish up Moon Knight tonight. Um, we, like, are, we're so queued up, so it's like I have to like pick and choose when I can watch anime. So like, there's so much I want to watch, but I just don't have all... There's not enough hours in the day. Yeah, like me, me I just finished... I watched Queen's Gambit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm caught up on um, Stranger Things, but of course we get more episodes tomorrow. Exactly. Like, and then you know now there's this new uh, anime called Bastard that's on. It's like, it looks like it's like mm-hmm. a like a fantasy anime on Netflix that just premiered today. As you guys are listening to this, it's Thursday, um. So that's mm-hmm. out now. Um, that'll definitely be on a future poll. That's really like the main news that we have. It's just that show is out now. Um, mm-hmm. it looks right up our alley. When I looked at it, I actually thought it was like a a Berserk spinoff almost, and that mm-hmm. could just be because <laughs> I saw swords and guys and 
You know, like even the word bastard has like the sword as the T. I'm like, this just reminds me of like mm-hmm. berserk for some reason. Um, yeah, and we were we were talking about it. Yeah, I remember I remember there being a bastard series when I was younger. Um, I'm pretty sure they're related because like the the logo, the way it looks, looks the same. So I'd assume they're gonna relate. I think you you had said that the one from the '90s was like an OVA. Yeah, it looks like the manga inspired a six-episode original video animation uh, from 1992 mm-hmm. to 1993. So it's now this is actually older than I am, Chris. Uh, I feel oh, young man. again. Don't, you know? <laughs> oh, don't make me feel. Don't make me feel. Uh, don't make me feel old, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely something we'll throw on a future poll. Um, obviously, it just came out today, so. We'll give it a little time so people can actually like watch it before we dive yeah. right into it. Um, you know, Spriggan, we wasted no time. You know, as soon as it dropped, we had to watch it. Um, Dude, I was dying. I was dying for this stuff to can't come out. I I watched it. I wanted to really savor it, so I watched like the first episode. Then I watched it again just to make sure that I understood what I was watching. Then I wa- Then I chilled. And then the second episode came on, and then it was like, oh boy, I know this one. I know this one. This is, uh, this, this, I'm familiar with this one. Um, watch that. And then I watched it again. Then I watched the third episode. That one was my least favorite, but it was still good. Then I went ahead and watched episodes four, five, and six back to back to back. And then I went back and watched episode five again, because that one was my second favorite. Oh, so good. Yeah. Very solid. Very solid. But Chris, you know, um, you know, we've been talking for, you know, 15 minutes here, Chris. I'm a, I'm a little parched. Hey, we've been talking solids. We need some liquids. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, Cody, I need to know. The people need to know. You, you kind of gave me the sneak preview before we started recording, but now I need, I need the full report. I need to know what you're drinking. Oh, good crack. All right, Chris. We have something special today. You know, we got the 4th of July coming up this weekend, so uh, huh. this past week... Maybe even the week before, honestly, um, mm-hmm. I've been I've been partaking in these brand new Mountain Dew seltzers that are finally, you know, I, I I remember seeing the Facebook post a long time ago about these. Yeah. But you know, never seen them in stores until now. Um, we have them, you know, in, in my neck of the woods. I know you said you haven't found them down there yet. Um, but Chris, I am partaking in the Mountain Dew Baja Blast hard. Oh hard, man. Let me rephrase that: the hard Mountain Dew seltzer Baja Blast. Official, official name here. Um, Chris, these things are That's good. Expensive. These things are dangerous, man. <laughs> they are uh, very good. I would say the whole package. Are they sugar, like zero sugar, zero calories, or like five calories oh, yeah. or whatever? Oh, zero calories, whatever. Zero sugar. We are watching the beach bod per usual. Oh, 100, 100 calories. Um, and you know, they're just, they're fantastic. We actually have tall boys here too. Um, so there's Get that. Get the fuck out. Yeah, I've seen some tall boys. I think the only one I saw, I want to say, was the black cherry or the watermelon. Um, oh my god! So I didn't pick it up um, just because I wanted to try the whole pack. But I, apparently, they are like tall boys of the Baja Blast. So I'm gonna have to, you know, <laughs> the next. If you ever need some some road sodas? You can actually have like a, a technical. Oh, not the old road soda. <laughs> I'm all about it. Yeah, it's technically a road soda, you know. There's, there's that there's is a, true. There's a hint of soda in there, but dude, these are real good. Um, oh man, you know it's dangerous. It's, yeah, very dangerous. Um, a little on the expensive side, you know. Any, any time we have to, we have these these new like seltzer packs. They always 
you know, it's like 15 bucks for a 12-pack, but, you know, I, I definitely think it's worth it. Um, and I definitely think it's at least worth trying. You know, this isn't gonna, this isn't no BS like a holiday sweater pack or anything like that. This is this is some actual good Tried stuff. And yeah, which I was worried because I had a friend, and she, had, I think she was down in Florida, and she had wrote like a big review on Facebook about these and said that oh, she, sure. did, she had like didn't like him at all. And I was like, oh man. Wow. And this was like a trusted source, you know, or so I thought. Oh Chris. no. Or so I thought. And then I tried them. Um, actually, my buddy Alex, who you've met playing cards. Uh, yeah. He, we were we were jamming games playtesting this past weekend, and he brought over a, a full case of them. We just put them down like. There were nothing. We we're like, yo, these are, these are bomb. Like we should have brought, we should have got two cases. Like, um, but yeah, very refreshing. Um, you know, right in time for the summer. Obviously, we have the big holiday coming up this weekend. So, that's oh. right. Ain't, ain't nothing more American than Mountain Dew. <laughs> that is right. Of course, they will get traded It'll in. Tickle your innards. They'll get traded in for the Bud Lights and the Natty Lights and the. You know the red, white, and blue vodkas and all those things this weekend. Oh, of course, of course. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the Baja Blast. Definitely my favorite flavor out of the pack. Um, nice. Yeah, super solid. Like I said, zero sugar. Keep the beach bod going. Um, yeah, that's what I got this weekend, Chris. Or th- today, not this weekend. Um, what about you, man? What what are what are you partaking in over there? Sure. Well, I've already cracked mine because you know I'm a I'm a I'm an alcoholic and it's been a long day. <laughs> I am actually drinking another local beer. Uh, the other the other day, or was it a couple weeks ago, I had uh, another Center of the Universe beer. I was drinking the Brewski. Well, this week I'm drinking the Rally Cap. It's a um, so Center of the Universe is a brewery out in Ashland. Um, the, I want to say one of the, it's owned by two brothers. It was owned. It was started by two brothers. One of them was like a former. I don't remember if he was professional or played like triple A ball, um, but he big baseball guy. Um, well, we have a double-A uh, baseball team here, the Flying Squirrels. I believe I've mentioned that before. Well, the the collaboration beer, uh, well, it's more of a shandy. It's called Rally Cap. It's their grapefruit shandy. Um, and, Cody, this thing's fucking clean. Real clean. Grapefruit shandy, and, you said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love a good, oh, yeah. Love a good shandy in time for the summer, you know? Me, too. Great Ooh. for being out at the ballpark, my man. That makes me, you know, I, I, I've been talking about summer shandies. I think I talked about them a couple weeks ago as well. I need to get a case uh-huh. of those as well. I'm just going to yeah. go to the, I'm just going to go to the store. I'm going to grab, you know, the burgers, the glizzies, get all the grill items That's and then right. just, just grab like a couple, a couple sixers of my favorite beers and, you know, what have you. Um, so it's funny that you, you mentioned glizzy. So I, you know, I, I was all, I often wonder, you know, me being an old man, I often wonder where the slang term glizzy came from apparently it originated in the dmv the delaware or the dc maryland virginia area so that's a uh, that's a homegrown slang term sir yeah, i think i got it from uh, a, a streamer i watch on yeah. twitch and I, I heard him say it and then it kind of stuck and then yeah you know like i, I love it i played I, love it. I don't know if you've ever played the game fall guys like a very it's like yes a, yes yeah. like a fun like game show kind of game um, yeah, and there's a there's a hot dog costume, and I think it's called it's literally called like the glizzy, <laughs> like the glizzy, <laughs> glizzy something. Um, and it, you know, since then I just always call it that, and uh, it just stuck. <laughs> I love it. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna it's be throwing great. some glizzies on the grill, some 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 bratwurst. Um, actually, I think I need to get propane. I gotta get that soon because oh shit, you need <laughs> propane and propane accessories. <laughs> that is right. That is right. Just in time for the fourth. Oh. 
Um, you know, Chris will have Independence Day on twenty four seven. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, better watch your Facebook posts because oh, uh, the memorial posts are coming. I'm looking forward to it, man. But you're having the rally cap. You said it's a grapefruit shandy. Shandy, a grapefruit shandy. Yeah, it's a five uh, percent alcohol. Very again, you, you shandies go down super smooth. Uh, the six pack's probably going to be gone before the night's over. <laughs> Love that. Now does now grapefruit isn't. Now, does it taste anything like like the soda, like Squirt, or anything like that? Or oh, like uh, like 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 Fresca? Yeah, it has yeah, a lot like of a Fresca. Uh, or yes, squirt? yeah, sure does. That's... Squirt is such a funny name for yeah, a soda. It's, it's, it sounds so awkward to say that name now. Like, like <laughs> what kind of soda you got? Coke, Diet Coke, Squirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. That sounds sounds very refreshing. <laughs> it is. It's, it's no Squirt, but it gets the job <laughs> <laughs> oh <I was> squirt <laughs> oh man oh it, fuck it, yeah it's great but anyhow anime you know anime let's uh you know. yeah, so we're, we're, we're gonna go from squirting to gushing over this anime. <laughs> so of course as we said as we've you know talked about at non-stop we are talking about the new netflix anime sprig and it is a six episode episodic anime um like we said, the story threads are very loose. It, every episode is practically its own just standalone adventure. You don't you don't necessarily need to watch the one before it to know what's happening. The only like continuity things are in the second episode, Omanai gets his knife, his or uh, her Holcomb or her Calcum knife. And these gauntlets that have like rope wires, like rappel wires and grappling wires and shit like that on them. He gets that. He gets those things in episode two. And then in episode three, we're introduced to a character that we meet again in episode six. Um, That's it. Otherwise, you can watch episode one. You could watch episode five. You could watch episode like, you know, you can really watch them in any order with the exception again, with the exception of those two points they're all just standalone adventures and they don't really mention any of the stuff that happens previously like he's got the knife and he's got the gauntlets he never mentions dr mazel again he never mentions you know what happened in the episode prior so it's again it's very standalone-ish in that way but it works for this i love the this is literally jason Bourne meets indiana jones yeah, the 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 girl, honestly, uh, Yoshino, definitely reminded me of like, you know, she's obviously like the the one searcher for treasure, but like she reminded me of a very much yep. like an Indiana Jones. Um, yep. Yeah, just super solid overall. Like you said, you can watch any episode, you can tune in whenever, um, and, and you mm-hmm. you don't really miss a beat. Um, which I think you know, there, there's some good and some bad to that, which we we've, we've kind of gone over a little bit earlier. Um, yeah, because I think I would love, you know, and you had said you would love maybe like shorter episodes but more fleshed out story arcs because you know doing some research on this man like i I wouldn't mind you know what reading the manga because like some of the story arcs that we got in the episodes continue on and there's a lot more to explore in these stories so it's like man you know and then we meet some really really cool characters yeah tons of cool characters um i definitely i expected more actual spriggans um but you know the ones that we got were very interesting Um, fucking gnarly and we got like some glimpses into Yu's past not a whole lot um Mm -hmm. you know just enough to i I don't know to to 
I don't know what the words are, but like to to see a little bit into his past was cool. I wish we got more with like Oboro. Um, which, oh, you know, man, I'm sure Oboro was so cool. I'm sure the manga definitely dives more into that, and you know, our boy Jean. Um, How? Yeah. Um, was not ready for that. I was not either, Chris. But I, I guess we can. You know, you we want to just go ahead and jump right into this. Yeah, man, let's do it. I mean, episode one kind of, you know, lets us kind of know the score here. And we're introduced to, we're, we're, we're kind of dropped right into um, basically, uh, you know, a, a, a research area under siege. Um, it, there, it's, uh, it's Major Humming Bat and the, the United, uh, by the way, America is like the bad guys in all of this, which is, you know, not too far-fetched considering, you know, recent events. <laughs> but um like but like America is like the bad guy in like all of this which is kind of cool. Um it's definitely it, it, I I think it's cool too. Like it's just nice to see like I don't know something different. You know like absolutely. I feel like I feel like every show I watch it's like oh like granted they do some bad things but like the Russians are always the bad guys or like the Germans are always the bad guys. It's nice to see like oh America's actually like kind of bad too. Like all right. Oh, yeah, because it's all like CIA trying to just get this technology for themselves, really, is what it is, you know. Um, well, we, we have the, the U.S., uh, uh, I guess, a platoon of the of the, 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 the mecha, the armored platoon. I forget what they're called, the, um, the machinist platoon. So we have a, a squad led by Major uh, Humming Bat, um, and they're after this, this artifact, which the whole crux of Spriggan is that there are these ancient artifacts from a civilization that became so advanced that they basically destroyed themselves. And they left this tablet uh, as a warning um, to not let these artifacts fall into the wrong hands or you'll suffer the same fate as our civilization. So that's, that's the setup for Spriggan. And the Arkham organization that Omani works for, basically they are tasked with making sure these items don't fall into the wrong hands and Spriggan are basically like your tier one. These are your operatives that are the baddest of the bad, the, the fucking big swinging wieners. You, you're, you got to get through these guys to get the artifacts and they're all trained and they're, they're killers. They are just trained professional killers. So, Oh my God, it's Jason it, Bourne. <laughs> my God, it's Omen. I, Oh my God, it's Omen. I, you, yeah. Um, these are the or you, Omen. I, Exactly. Um, so this major humming bat is basically he he's kind of gone rogue because, you know, he has this kind of like, you know, a lot of these fanatical religious zealots, you know, because there's a lot of, you know, they, there's a lot of this, you know, a lot of biblical implications here. Or at least a lot of people think that this is like biblical level things like this is all brought upon by God. So basically humming bat is ready to use this uh, Megiddo flame to basically just bake the entire planet um well of course we uh our, our hero is right there omen iu and his group have landed and um the, yeah, this is a real quick intro he gets in he gets the takes out the goons and a uh, humming bat has this like high frequency like vibration that he uses against omen i to like keep him at bay but you know, Omen, I was like, oh, you know, it's physics, really. He, he he gets to him and beats him down really, really quickly because, like, he uses the own, like, momentum against his thing. He's, you know, it's really, really cool the way he does it, but he just, the humming bat's done. Like, it's it's over. The intro, that was the intro, just letting us know that, you know, while we've got these powerful, 
you know, military operatives, we've got a sprig in here that these guys just are no match for. So, yeah, lands and a pretty, then lands a pretty good punch in the face. Uh, oh, but. just just cold cocks him and rips his fucking metal arms off too. That's the thing. The machinist platoon, which we see a lot of, all these guys have some kind of mechanical limb or they're cybernetic something. Uh, mm-hmm. They're augmented, which hence the name, the machinist platoon. But then from there, Cody, we kind of get to the next part of this uh, this episode. They they recover uh, the Megiddo flame, and then we're introduced to uh, a young professor. Um, I think her name is Ye Yay or. Um, oh man, Ray. I'm trying to remember her name. Oh, I feel so terrible. It's it's Rie Yamabichi. Yes, yes, Rie Yamabichi. She I is. Would, uh, I would have not remembered if it weren't for this Wiki Beach. So, uh, yes. Out, shout out well, to the guys yeah, over she is, at Spriggenpedia. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, she is the. Uh, she's basically a uh, childhood friend of you. Um, yeah, they but were in, it, they were actually in the same orphanage, I believe. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so she's only sixteen, but she's a she's a genius. She's got she's you know got her PhD. She's a professor. She is she is brilliant. And basically, she gets called by Yamamoto, who's the the head of the Spriggan branch in Japan. They basically need her to um, basically read these um, like try to decipher this language uh, from the the Megiddo flame. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she she arrives in Japan. She's greeted by, you know, the uh, I'm here to come get you. I'm here to pick you up and take you back to Arkham. Well, while she's walking with the two guys, she gets a phone call from Yamamoto saying, oh, hey, your 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 contact is running late. He'll be there to pick you up soon. And then, you know, when she realizes what's happening, the one puts a gun to her back and is like, hey, if you scream, you know, we'll kill you right here. Yeah, these but, uh, they definitely look like the shady guys like. Yeah, they are Goon, Goon City, USA. But um, but basically, they, they get her in the back of their SUV, and as they're trying to pull out of the parking garage at the airport, uh, well, the person who was actually supposed to pick her up is there, and wouldn't you know it, Cody, it's Omen IU. And, uh, yeah, these guys well, are they, fucked, Chris. <laughs> oh, they are so fucked. And, uh, well, one of them shoots him, and, like, you know, and, and the professor's like, oh, my God. And, uh, of course, he's just, you know, he's playing possum because he's got this... um this enhanced uh, like muscle suit that he wears and uh, it clearly just absorbed the bullets and he just beats the shit out of these guys uh, gets the girl they escape um, and yeah, all, we also and, and he steals their car that, that was the, he sure <laughs> does he's like I'm taking he this. sure does and uh, basically you know, lets them know and the, the weird thing is uh, and this was kind of a weird thing for me in this episode this is my only gripe in this episode like she was looking for Omen IU, but like he's right there. How, like if she's your great, if he's your great childhood friend, how the fuck do you not recognize him? Because he looks exactly the same as he did as a kid. Yeah, maybe maybe she just has a, a bad memory. I don't know, but uh, he yeah, definitely. When know, they show yeah. the flashbacks, it's like that's you. That's clearly like, you right yeah, there. He, he looks exactly. He's got the same fucking pumpkin pie haircut. How do you not like realize <laughs> that's him? Um, but then we're also introduced to kind of our main villain in this episode, Cody, because we go back to the parking garage and the two goons that let the girl get away are in pieces. Yeah. Literal pieces in the parking garage. Yeah, and this guy's got like a got like a fucking claw for her hand, and this is Oh, that's right. Like, what's his name? I think this is a Ko- Koichi Mahora. He's like a like a KGB agent or something like that. Yeah, Koichi, that that's him, that's him. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, he's like a like a Japanese KGB agent, and of course, he's here for the Megiddo Flame himself. So we've got we've got Russians, we've got America. So again, we got everybody, you know, trying to get a slice of this uh, of these artifacts. Um, and they've got um, so back at the uh, the old the HQ here, the um, the branch of Arkham here in Japan, uh, they've got her trying to decipher this the, this this language, but she's having a hard time with it. Um, and well, Cody, we get, uh, the, the headquarters, or I want to say it's the headquarters or the hotel she's staying at get invaded by this group. And she, uh, and when she gets back into her room, like the doors open and she basically sees one of the people guarding her just get blown the fuck away. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. And then oh, I lose you. You know, one second, guys. I think I lost Chris here. He'll be back. Um, but in, anyhow, I'll continue w- without him until he pops back into the Discord. Um, but basically, her room is attacked by another like fellow super soldier guy, and these guys have pretty much just flooded the the hotel that they're staying at. Um, and they have similar like mech suits, uh, comparable to like use. Um, and then of course he shows up. Is you back? Hello. Okay, I, I went on without you until you got back. Uh, so no, that's okay. It's weird. I, the weird thing is, Cody, I didn't go anywhere. Now I will. Now it could have been. You know, it is nasty outside. My power flickered. That could have been what it was. Oh, that's probably just it. Um, but okay. I, I, I just went over that. You know, the, the hotel that they're at gets attacked by these other super soldiers. Um, and they're they're after the girl, but of course our boy Yu comes to the rescue. That's right. Shows up just in the nick of time and makes short work of all these goons and, you know, definitely does the full, you know, I've got my armored suit. You guys aren't any match for me. And then the uh, the old Koichi shows up and, um, you know, Omen is ready to beat that ass, too. But he uh, he is able to get away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, it's kind of like a, a running theme for this for the show um, where like the bad guy seems to get away from the first from the first like moment you know like they they have their first meetup and then they dip out um but he also like was killing some of the the american like super soldiers that were there too like he's you know he's oh, yeah. just concerned this with this guy the, was badass yeah he's just concerned with the artifacts like he doesn't you know, he he doesn't care about uh-huh. anything else um but then they send you know after all this kind of dies down um they send um I can't think of her name. Rie? Is that her name? Rie? Yep. They send her and uh, you, which I hate saying his name because it just, you know, you is you. Uh, you. Um, but they send them off on the helicopter to go, you know, okay. after these guys and after this artifact and all this stuff, um, which ends up leading them. I can't remember. Is it Mount Fuji that they go to? It's some kind of like. I believe so. It's it's I know it's a volcano, but I I want to say it is Mount Fuji. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, mm-hmm. Where this you know the, these artifacts are supposedly at, and you know we kind this is this is where we kind of get like the the intro spiel. Also, I, I think this is for the first time they give it to us. Um, you know the yes, because yeah, we don't get the intro theme until episode two. Yeah. Where like he he shows her the the what is it called the artifact that like we see in the intro where it says uh-huh. like 
you know, don't don't go down the, the same the path plate. as us. Yeah, don't don't follow yep. what we did. Otherwise, you, you'll also be destroyed. Yep. Yeah, and we get a nice little fight here uh, between uh, between you and Koichi, but we all know how this is going to end. Yeah, of course. And you know, he he annihilates the soldiers when he first gets to the forest. Also, um, he takes out the, the big Russian dude. Makes quick work of him. Yeah. Um, and of course we get. Oh to like, yeah, forgot all about forgot all about that guy. Oh yeah, the big crazy Russian dude. Yeah, man. He. Uh, oh yeah. He he uh, he he doesn't he doesn't stand a chance. Um. But yeah, eventually we get to like, uh, Uichi ends up kidnapping old girl. Um, mm-hmm. and so our boy, of course, our boy, you has to go and rescue her. Um, and he confronts Koichi like in like, and they have their showdown in the volcano. Yeah, there. It's basically like in the volcano. Yeah. Um, where he's activated this, all this like crazy, like, I don't even know what to call it. Chris, it's just they're like flame, like dragons or like yeah, dogs. Like, it's so weird. Yeah, they're like lava dragons. He's got like this weird like staff thing that he's using as his weapon. Um, well, it, mm-hmm. it's it's a sword, but like on the end of it, it has like I don't even know what to call it. It almost reminds me of like a materia or something from like Final Fantasy. Yeah, it it seems like it's controlling like these flames. Um, very cool animated scene. Uh, it's just hard to put into words. Um. And of course, the big yeah, Russian. The animation is great, by the way. Can we talk about that for a second? Like, it's this mix of like two D and three D anime. It's very video game like. Yeah, and it's very like modern. It reminds me of like you know your Castlevanias and things like that. It just yes, which absolutely not that the nineteen ninety eight Spriggan didn't have good animation or anything. Um, it definitely aged very well for how old it is. Um, but this is just mm-hmm. you know just on another top level. of the line. Yeah, yeah, and you I actually agree. uses the the tablet. Uh, to break this dude's sword because it's made out of, it's not orichalcum, but or, it's, or, made, yeah. it's, it's made out of something like stronger than that because this is like the strongest material. Um, and he uses that to like yeah, break like his sword. No unobtainium. Yeah, yeah, some kind of, some kind of metal that we, we've never heard of, you know. Um, yeah, manages to take out Koichi. Um, leave that. Gets the name. crown, saves the town. Yeah, gets the girl, saves her. You know. Mission accomplished, yep. returns the thing to Arkham and all that stuff. Um, and yeah, that, that's pretty much it for episode one, I would say. Um, we get to see... Yeah, a- it's a nice little intro to what we can expect, you know, moving forward with the series. Yeah, and then um, episode two is basically a... like Pretty much just a full retelling of the movie. Um, yeah. Shortened up a little bit, uh, but it still hits all the main beats. Um Yep. But the, the real big differences here are because, you know, we don't have to go too deep into this episode. This one was still my favorite one, clearly, because it's the most familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, Fat Man is not omenized like former commander. Um, he's just another member of the machinist platoon. Yeah, um, which I, I actually read up about, like, the differences between the two. And that was just like a liberty yeah. that they took during the movie to kind of raise the stakes on those fights. Um, which yeah, I thought was cool. And, uh, but, Tanaka, the friend that was blown up on the on the roof, is only in that movie. He's like a character made for the movie. Yeah, yep. Uh, you're talking about the kid at the school or whatever? Yeah, the one that gets blown up on the roof or blows himself up. Yeah, but what I do like about this episode is, like, instead of there just being soldiers that are getting killed by um, Batman and Little Boy, 
Like, they actually get killed. They're, like, people that Omanai knows, which I thought was really... Yeah, that was so cool. Like, which they, they were, did... like, the, like, there was... Like they, they do that with a lot of the series. Like, the foot soldiers are, like, people that know Omanai. So, like, when he first gets to the scene, they're like, oh, Omanai, and they're talking about, like, you know, just shooting the shit like they're friends it, from the past. And yeah, and like he's that. like, hey, I'm going on my honeymoon as soon as we're done here, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, when these, these foot soldiers die, like, it has, like, a... Uh, a, a big impact on Omanai, which I thought was, you know, it just added, you know, more to, I mean, because we've seen anime where just, like, there's foot soldiers and they're dying left and right, but, like, you know, they're not yeah. animated, they don't, they, they just look like old, regular old Billy Bob dying, like, it's no big deal, like, they, these guys actually have, like, their deaths have some meat. They had names, yeah, they had names and personalities, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, and like I said, this is the episode where he gets the Horcalcum knife and he gets the the gauntlets with the uh, with the razor wire. Um, you know, and Colonel McDougal still the exact same. Um, Fat Man and Little Boy again. I I love the fight there. Um, Jean Jacques shows up is fucking badass. Um, and in this, Jean Jacques is actually the one who kills Fat Man because Omanai actually isn't going to kill him. He, uh, he stabs him through and, you know, really cuts him up, but he wants to keep him alive. I don't know what it is. Omanai seems like he has, he does not want to kill anybody. He has this very weird, I don't know. I don't know. I think sometimes he just, there's like this, almost like he's torn. Like he wants to be a normal kid, but like he knows he has this like overwhelming sense of duty that he has to like uphold. Um, but he doesn't want to kill him, and he's just, you know, fucking fat man's tied up and just mouthing off, and John Jock just walks up to him and just blows his fucking head off with the shotgun that he has. It was like, oh my god. Yeah, I thought it was pretty dope. Like, you know, I, I feel like Omanai kind of has, like, that, that main character kind of factor where they don't want to, you know, they don't want to kill anybody. They, they want to be, like, they want to, like, be... They want to like, be good. Yeah, they want to be good. They want to, like... Like, lawful good. Yeah, like, throw him in jail, and that's it. Um... No, our boy Jean Jacques, he don't he don't give a fuck. And not, not oh, only that, he, he says straight up, he's just like, dude, you don't, you're not, you know, you you're gonna have to kill somebody, dude. Like, yeah. you can't, you can't not. Yeah, and not only that, he also turns into like a half werewolf this <laughs> this episode, which unless I forgot or I was drunk when I watched, he Chris. did not do that at all <laughs> in the movie at all. And this was, uh, you know, kind of the same story beats. They beat Fat Man a little boy, and um, then. You know, Colonel McDougal shows up, and then that's when all hell breaks loose inside of the uh, the Arkham facility, the research facility. And um, yeah, basically, when because uh, little boy shoots him, like shoot, and you're like, oh shit, is he gonna die here? No, of course not. And um, no, because then he just, dude, when he turns into a werewolf, he just starts biting the fuck. He just starts biting everybody in half and clawing. Like, he literally claws little boy's just head and sh- like right off his goddamn shoulders. Yeah, they are, he is not to be fucked with. Um, but of course, you know, no, McDougal goes about the same routes. You know, he gets the professor and his assistant. Uh, yeah, Margaret uh, and Maisel. Yeah, help him get into the Ark. Which, of course, this is Noah's Ark here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, of course, he gets confronted by by our hero here, uh, Omanai. And, you know, kind of plays out mostly the same. Um you know, of course, Omanai is going to win this fight. Um, but this, I don't know. This definitely is my favorite episode. And we get to see, you know, also yeah. in this episode, you get more of, like, the the school scenes. Um, not not a whole lot, but, like, that's mm-hmm. probably, like, one of the only, like, other ongoing things that happens with this show is you get to see some clips from him at school. Um, but, of course, him being the secret agent, he's he's always missing school. So he's 
He's never really there. Uh, yep. Yeah, a super solid, you know, retelling of the movie. I think I would rather watch this episode than the movie. Um, which, you know, no offense to the movie, I just I, I love the new animation. Um it's just it's just so much more up to date. And and maybe that's just me sounding like like I I don't mean to put it you know, I don't mean to sound rude to the old movie. Uh but when you can you when you can fit it into a forty five minute episode, I'm there for that. Oh, absolutely, and I, I think it hit the it hit the important notes. Um, and again, like I I really really enjoyed this, and yeah, this was probably my favorite episode too, which is a shame. And then I think that's maybe why the next episode is probably my least favorite, just because it, it had you know it, it's it's how do you follow the episode we just watched, right? Um, but also too, I, I just genuinely think this episode is just the weakest from a story standpoint as well. I mean, this is, it's got like, we're in a go, we're in a forest with ghosts and they're, they're turning the soldiers into trees and shit like this one, this, I, I didn't really care for this one, this one coming up. This is one I didn't necessarily need to watch a second time. Yeah. The the real takeaways here is we meet uh, Yoshino, um, who is like this, this girl, like thief. she's a, a, a tomb robber, man. She's a tomb raider. Yeah. She's a tomb raider. She's, <laughs> um, and she steals, you know, at the beginning, you was investigating, like, this, I don't even, like, this shrine, I guess you could call it, for lack of a better term. And she steals, mm-hmm. like, this, um, this little statuette thing, um, because she wants mm-hmm. to sell it, of course. Um, and then, of course, they, they head into this forest of no return, where, the, you know, Arkham's sitting in multiple groups of people, like, soldiers and everything, mm-hmm. and that none of, nobody comes back alive, you know, it's, it's a very, it's kind of, it's kind of, I don't know if cliche is the right word, but like, it's very just like a typical, you know, like, there's a, the forest of no return, and like, it just seems kind of corny, and you go there, and of course, and like, all the, all the former soldiers are getting turned into like these, like, ghosts. Zombies, like, kind these, of, yeah. yeah. These like, ghost zombies that are controlled by the trees, and I don't know. It, w- it wasn't, definitely wasn't my favorite. Um. But you know, Chris, we do get to meet uh, another soldier. I believe he also works for. Uh, is it, is it, is I think he is. is he, I think he's Trident. Yeah, it's Trident. I, I was yeah, yeah, say, he works for Trident. No. Yeah, he, he works for Trident. He's, yeah. I think he's from Trident. Is based in America, I believe. Um, I believe so. Yes. But he has a very similar suit to Omen Eyes. Um, yeah, his name is uh, 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 Akutsuki, Akatsuki or something like that. Akatsuki. Akatsuki. Yeah. Akatsuki. I said I'm such a or, gringo. The only reason I know that is because it's like the, the villain group from Naruto, so Oh, there you go. Um, and I'm also just a gringo. But yeah, they have they have their cool fight, but like they're they're having this face off and while this is all going on, you know, there's like these plant zombie things that are running around of all their former friends and soldiers and things like that. So like they, eventually they kinda just call a truce. Um and you know they're trying to get out of here alive, essentially, um, and you know end this this curse. Um, and so the three of these are three heroes here, kind of kind of team up to uh, get out of there, Chris. And you know, of course, you know who would have thought that our old girl uh, Yoshino was a medium, and she can talk to like this. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it, like this dead monk guy that they just come across. Yeah. Like she senses like some kind of energy, and so they head that way, and they come across like this 
almost like dead, like almost Buddhist monk guy who's just, you know, he, he's, he's long gone, but uh, she's able to talk to him and kind of like figure out, you know, the, the it kind of gives us the whole backstory on this forest, like he had cursed the forest or somebody had cursed the forest, and you know, it's nothing real, nothing real interesting here, nothing we haven't seen before. Um, and basically, they gotta go to like this, the the root of it all. Um, and it turns out, Chris, that the the statue that she had stolen at the very beginning was actually like, was actually the key to you know ending the curse in this forest. It's very, very um, convenient, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they, uh, but he, Omanai figures it out. He puts the two statues back together. That stops the curse. Um, he stops old girl from stealing what it was she was trying to steal. It was like a, like an like a recipe for something. Yeah, it was a, um, a recipe for like this elixir of eternal life. Is what all of these groups were going there to get. But nobody was coming mm-hmm. out alive because of this other curse that was also happened to be there. Um, yep. But it turns out, uh, and she, you know, the the tablet with the recipe gets shattered, but she takes pictures of it all. And uh, when it, we get back to you know when this is all done, and we get back to the mainland. Um, Omanai meets her while she's coming out of school and basically tells her that, you know, the main ingredient is ambrosia and well, that plant's been extinct for 20 some years. So sorry, you can't make, you can't make this elixir at all. Yeah. So jokes on her. She, she thought she was able to get away with something, but no, not this time. Um, yeah, in this house. Yeah. And then of course, like they kind of have a face off him and the other dude at the end, but you know. They're both kind of beat, so they're like, "Oh, we'll meet up again another time." Um, unfortunately, we don't see yeah, him. Don't, for the... don't die on me before then. Yeah, very, very typical kind of thing uh, between like a group of rivals that become, you know, they call a truce for a little bit. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, nothing we really haven't seen before. Um, and then moving on to episode four, this is the one with the berserker, right? Fucking berserker, want to making fuck with your berserker. <laughs> uh, this this episode was wild because this one was like there was no extra characters in this one other than the, the lieutenant colonel mm-hmm. like basically like this one is a very simple episode it's there's an artifact um that's it's um basically this thing is like a golem juggernaut fucking just monstrosity that just wants to murder death kill Every it, it almost it almost strikes me as like a sentry, right? Like like this, it's this, like a guardian of something, right? Yeah, it's like this super robot with laser beams, and it's just like a big boss character, like just a big super boss. Yeah, like is what it reminded it's me of. Big dumb critter. Yeah, and of course, like and, uh, so, like you gets there onto the scene, um, and he's trying to. They're trying to take this thing off on a plane, um, and you know he gets there, and there's like. It's a war going on, fighting for this thing. You know, there's different soldiers from different groups and all this stuff, and he's kind of right in the middle of it. And, you know, he gets to the plane that's about to take off with it. Can't stop the plane, um, but he goes to where they dropped it off at, and we get to meet, like you said, the lieutenant colonel. Um, and we get get to meet this professor who's kind of upset with how she's kind of handling this this object, which at this point we don't really know what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Chris, they crack it open, and what a mistake that was. Oh, boy. This thing yeah. fucking comes yeah, alive up. and just starts killing everything. Um, and not just killing them, but, like, melting their entire existence. Yeah. 
Um, but of course, you know, our boy Yu, Yu shows up um, to the aftermath of this. Uh, the lieutenant colonel's pretty beat up. Uh, and I want to say this thing's headed, it's like inside of the building, of their like, it's like, a, it's like an underground it's bunker. Bunker or yeah, something. It's like, it's like some kind of bunker. Um, it, it reminded me of like a, like, like a, like a cheesy, like, like creature, like just running around in like this facility, like a, like an alien or a, a lily cat, mm-hmm. if you will, you know? Um, yep. It reminded me of like, <laughs> just like a classic, like nineties, like kind of tropey, like there's a monster running around, they got to take care of the monster. But man, Chris, so this thing is not hiding. He is just lumbering through this fucking place, and uh, they're trying to like seal him behind bulk as he's like melt that, melt that, and then Oma and I like knocks him down like a pit. And he just melts the fucking floor over him. Oh my god! Yeah, very very cool, like boss monster type thing. You know, he stabs him with his mm-hmm. Ori Calcum knife, but mm-hmm. no avail. Like he just runs off with it, and so. You know, with the help of the injured lieutenant colonel, they, like, plan to trap him in this room, um, trap the creature in this room, and use, it's like steam to lower, or to make the room more humid, which I guess causes lasers not to work. Because I'm no, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm no scientist, but it sounded correct to me. Um, Yeah, you know what, I'm here for it. Yeah. But uh, this one was crazy, because Omanai kills it. He he cuts its head off with his knife, and then Cody, it's, it's not over yet. Yeah, because of course, because you don't just kill a big robot without a self-destruct sequence. Like, oh my god! He said like all the purple shit starts turning yellow, and it's like, oh no! Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and you know they they try to get us with like, oh, like the lieutenant colonel's like making her speech to him, like, "You promised me you'd come back alive." All this BS, yeah. trying to make it seem like he's dead. It's like he's fine. Yeah, we he, got we got two more episodes. Yeah, two he's more, definitely two more episodes. Yeah, we're not gonna just switch gears to another Spriggan. Although that would be cool. Uh, our main boy is not dying. Um, no. And of course, he jumped through like a vent on the side and got out. Um, oh yeah, and then uh, the big takeaway here, like the lieutenant colonel's hospitalized because I believe she got murked by what she got shot or murked by one of the lasers. But um, she's a. Uh, She's basically in the hospital recovering and basically like her, I guess whoever the, the, the CIA spook that's telling her, it's like, Oh no, that what, what happened was a terrorist attack. Yeah, it was a far right extreme terrorist. Wink, wink, wink. Yeah. And you see her like kind of take the badges off of her jacket. And, yeah. And, uh, also yep, she's al- done with that. Also to be touched on like, Oman, I like she passed out from like her wounds and Oman, I, after yeah. getting away from the explosion, like, provided first aid before he got out of there. Because they're on, you know, these are not, they were not working on the same team. These were different organizations yeah. after these artifacts, of course. Um, you know, our boy I provided the first aid, so she was able to live. And uh, she's Yeah, and they were like, when they got to the, I remember they were in, she was in the hospital bed. They were like, oh, whoever did this was really good, because uh, you would have died otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, so our boy, our boy I came through and saved, saved the girl. And uh, you know, stopped another artifact. You know, just do it, just doing yeah. hero work. Um, yeah, I think working on work. Chris, we've mentioned Indiana Jones, and now we have the episode number five, the Crystal Skull. I was like, wait a minute, I feel like yeah, I've heard this one before. So <laughs> we, we've got our first episode where basically America's not the bad guys, and Cody, you know what? We, there's only one group apparently that's worse than America, and that's Nazis. So. <laughs> 
we, we, we've Nazis. got our we've got our obligatory Nazi episode, um, and we were introduced to some really cool characters in this episode too. Um, two of them, which we think are well, one of them we think is a villain, and then the other one is a villain, um, and that's uh, Obero and Bo Brantz. Um, but uh, yeah, basically the, the the crux of this one is uh, the Nazis are after the Crystal Skull. There's a professor who I, I believe is trying to get the crystal skull away from them. He ends up getting killed by the Nazis. Um, and his daughter, um, I want to say, ends up tagging along with Omani during this mission. Yeah, Professor Kawahara is the guy. Um, and he ends up getting... Mm-hmm. We see him get killed by some like creepy guy. He, he definitely gives off like a... Almost like a, a toga from like my hero like he's always like licking his knife yeah. and stuff like he wants to cut people up like he's just like oh yeah this fucking clown that kind the, of the, the worst of the henchmen yeah um and you know he he killed professor kawahara uh to take this crystal oh. skull to give it to the to the group of big bads um i can't remember what his daughter's name is I think. Uh, her name is something is, something is, kawahara is, i know that uh Suzuko. Yeah, yeah, Suzuko. yeah Suzuko, yeah Suzuko, yeah um, but yeah, she's there. I think they run into each other at, like, the site where he was murdered. Uh, like, there's people putting flowers and, you know, stuff like that. Um, uh-huh. but, you know, kind of from Jump Street, you see these two, like, kind of talking and going through this market. And you can, you can already tell there's goons watching them. And, you know, oh, always. kind of from the jump, they get attacked there. Um, Omanai takes them out, and then we get to see... The big bads. Uh, we get to see this character Mirage, and then what was the other dude's name? Oh, Bo Brantz. Bo Brantz, that's it. Um, and of course, fucking they're... double B, baby, Uncle Bobby B. Yeah, he's clearly our big bad. Um, and then we also have the the dude with the knife, whatever the fuck that little weasel's name the is. Oh, fucking clown shoes, McDoofus. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we see all of our all of our big all of our big bads. Um, and. I thought, isn't Bo the henchman, and then the old guys? Yeah, the old guy is Shri- uh, Schreider. Yeah, or Schreiner. The old like Nazi dude, right? With like the two yeah. face look on his face, like he's looks like half exactly. Yeah, Bo Brantz is the big dumb blonde guy who's like really really fast. That's right. That's and right. strong. Okay, see, I was getting those two mixed up when we were first talking about it, and I was like, I thought there was one more, but yeah, there is the old burnt face, two face guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, and of course, you know. You does does his spiel with all the all the women in all these episodes, Chris. He tells them, "Hey, it's too dangerous for you. Get out of here." And then, of course, they say no. And, you know, per, per usual, they're just like, "No, I'll just be in the way. Don't worry." Um, <laughs> and so he he basically gives her the four one one on like what's going on and you know who who these guys are. Uh, eventually, kind of just goes straight to the bad guys' base and confronts them. Um, you know, all of them. Uh, and we get to yeah, see... he's not giving up on this Crystal Skull. Yeah, we get to see this dude, Mirage, and Chris, he is a, uh, he is a threat. Um, he is... Yeah, because, well, before that even happens, because we see, uh, because we got, uh, Omani versus Bo Brantz, and Bo Brantz is not a fucking slouch either, and, uh, but he's clearly no match for Omani. Like, Omani figures out what he's doing, has him pinned against the wall, has, like, the fucking piano wire around his neck, and that's when our boy fucking Mirage rolls in. Yeah, and this guy is, you know, he's like teleporting all over the room. Um, lands a pretty good shot on our boy. Um, yeah, it's like a soft little, like, 
just like a little like palm to the ribs and just sends him flying across the fucking room. Yeah. And so our boy Omanite knows he's he's no match for these guys, so he dips out. Um kind of just regroups. Um and then we see the bad yeah, guys. Of course, old girl's there with the old Suzuko's there with the truck. Get in. Yeah. <laughs> Which she's very conveniently always there with the truck, ready for <laughs> ready to save our boy. Um She's ready to fucking roll out, man, quarter mile at a time. And then we get to see these Nazis, Chris, and these dudes are fucking crazy. They like they like use the Crystal Skull's power to like it basically can like activate almost like a nuclear bomb. Like it, this thing is yeah. this thing is obviously it's in the wrong hands, um, and it's dangerous. So you you see like the severity of why they need to get this Crystal Skull back. Um, yep, yeah, and I love the uh, like the backstory when they talk about the Crystal Skull, how it was something that was used by like Alexander the Great as like a defense mechanism because uh, he was able to use like it, it created like a like defensive like la- basically like nuclear lasers to like you know to burn anybody trying to get to his territory like at sea and shit like that, um, which is kind of cool. You know, obviously the Nazi thing there, you know the you know Manhattan Project there. It's it's always. You know, and as a fan of alternate history, that's always like where the big divergent point comes from. Whereas what would have happened if Germany got the atomic bomb first? Um, Some of my favorite historical fiction is actually based around like Man in the High Castle is literally based on that. um, That divergent point like that actually happening. Um, So I I like the fact that that, that's literally what they're doing with this. Like this is, this is a weapon. We're now going to be able to recreate the world in our image. Like we wanted to do, you know, the relive the Fuhrer's dream is what they want to do. Right. Obviously it's in, it is clearly in the wrong hands. Um, And then he's kind of given a spiel. I guess these are like some like big wig partners that they have, but he's kind of given like, yeah, and they're Americans, fucking Americans. Yeah, and so he's given the speech about like the power of the crystal skull to these to these dudes in like this theater, uh, and then of course our boy Omanai's there, kind of interrupts. Yeah, just just parked right behind the fucking dudes. Yeah, just bag of sour cream and onion chips. This man's just vibing out, <laughs> <laughs> just enjoying the show. And then, uh, I love it. And then of course you know all hell breaks loose. Our fight begins. Um, Chris, we get, we get a we. It's no longer a handicap match eventually because. No, because we got old old goon. Uh, the knife goon is like got the girl, got Suzuko like at knife point, and even Bo Brance is like, dude, what are you doing? Like, we don't do hostages. Yeah, it almost like, we don't like. It seems like he was just a hired hand, um, mm-hmm. for, for their gig. Um, yeah, he's definitely a fucking psychopath. Uh, and then of course, you know, old boy uh Mirage comes to the rescue, and it turns out Mirage is not his name. Colcox fucking. Yeah. Mirage is actually uh, Orobo? Or... Aboro. Aboro, that's it. Abuno? Oh, yeah. Aboro. And he is Aboro. and he is actually the guy who trained Omanai, um, which I think is really Yeah, cool. and he is the most powerful Spriggan. Like, he is, he's the fucking man. Yeah, yeah Oboro is the man, because all these goons in this room, he, he Cody, he, he goes like no hands for a little while. He goes fucking Orange Cassidy, is what he does. <laughs> he puts the hands in the pockets. Hands in the pocket. Any of the wrestling fans out there will get that one. Um, but yeah, that's right. Yeah, he literally goes full Orange Cassidy. Um, fucking freshly squeezed on these motherfuckers, man. Yeah, and then of course, uh, what's his name? Bo ends up trying to fight with you, um, but you's obviously he's after you know, old, uh, old, old 
whatever. Numb nuts, big knife guy. Yeah, crazy knife guy. Um, and so Oboro kind of takes care of Bo while you can go chase after knife yeah. guy. Um, gets and it's funny because like Bo, Bo's like like you'll never keep up with my speed. And Oboro's like, you're you're not even a match for me, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, it, it pretty much is just toying with him the entire time, which oh, yeah. he, he tends to do with a lot of his like opponents because he ends up fighting with like. The other guy later on, and you know, it's just mm-hmm. it's, he doesn't. Even, it's not even like a. It's not even a match. He's just playing with his food at this point. Um, oh, exactly, exactly. But yeah, so you catches up with old knife guy. Knife guy, big numb nuts. Makes quick work of him, and then of course throws him out the window. I think this is the only guy he probably killed because um, he chucked him out of like a four-story window. So, oh, oh yeah, I, I'm gonna assume he's dead. Um, but then of course you hops out mm-hmm. and. Uh, Old girl Suzuko's there with the jeep per usual, and they they go after the the guy the ba- other bad oh, guy Schneider with the crystal skull. Yeah, because because him and like his little personal guard like escape with the crystal skull, and they they have a nice little desert chase, Cody. Yeah, we get like a little little Mad Max desert chase, um, and they're planning on using the crystal skull just right there, Chris, which would probably just yeah. kill everyone there. Um, but you know, old, yeah, that's uh, a bad idea. Of course, every girl in this show, Chris, they they come equipped with some grenades, <laughs> and so they uh of course, of course. End, up, end up chucking some nades into the back of this jeep, and um, you know, b- basically blowing it up. But you know, that's not that's not enough to kill the evil Nazi bad guy, Chris. So, uh, what do you know? Our, our boy Obero shows up again, and uh, <laughs> it just fucking hits him once, and just basically makes his heart stop. <laughs> yeah, he hits him with like a almost like a, like in Kill Bill when she hits him with like that. I don't even remember what the technique was called. Five finger fucking yeah, death yeah. heart stop technique. Yeah, the five finger death punch, whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> exactly. He just like he's like I just I I disrupted the key around your heart, so your heart's just gonna stop pumping blood to the rest of your body. And he just fucking dies right there in the desert. It was like, oh well, fuck me. Yeah, he is. He's clearly not to be fucked with. Like <laughs> it's like, damn dude, you could have done that like an hour ago. <laughs> what yeah. the hell? You, why why did we even have to? Do anything else? Like, why didn't he just? You know, he was working with the bad guys. He could have just instantly taken out all three of them. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that. That's my only gripe with Obero. He very, very big Goto vibes, man. It's like, dog, you're too powerful. They can't send you on missions like this. Yeah, like <laughs> this is why you're you only get to be in episode five because you're too strong. Like otherwise, yeah, we wouldn't have a show. We couldn't have a show with you being around. Like you have to go exactly. Like if you were the Spriggan, uh, if you were the titular Spriggan, the show would last like one episode because you would just kill everybody. Yeah, which like like you said, it it definitely gives off the Goto vibes. Um, because as we all know, Goto is just fucking unstoppable. So they Good. gotta send him like, oh, he's shopping in New York this weekend. Sorry guys, he can't be here for this. Yeah, they're, they're gonna send Obero shopping next. Uh, yeah, like... He is way too strong. Yeah, like this this fight that's happening here. Like, oh, you can't be here. Uh, sorry. Um, but but it definitely asks. Like, it begs the question of like, why didn't he just kill the bad guys? But you know, I digress. Um, but yeah, and then we're of course we're moving into the final episode, which is the Forgotten Kingdom. Um, mm-hmm. this one's okay. Uh, it's definitely not my favorite, but it's not the worst. Uh, the only reason I, I yeah, we've got a bit of a nautical adventure here. Yeah, and I think that's probably like the only thing I I dislike about it is it starts off with like this uh-huh. this like boat chase like almost like at sea like a sea battle kind of battleship vibe kind of thing, um, and it seems like it's that's just right. 
it's just trying to get us to this like what is it the ghost island or it's some kind of yeah the, the, yeah the ghost island it's and there's some really cool stuff they did here like obviously i like the character steve foster who is the uh basically the captain of the rasanate which is the boat mm-hmm. um and he's like a higher up like a special like advisor in arkham so he's like a, he's like a big wig in arkham um yeah and um like the, the characters they introduce are cool i just feel like we're kind of the, the boat chase takes a little too long because we're introduced uh like obviously this is the you know they're they're at high seas with a battle with like the a, a u.s battleship um and there's um uh one of the trident uh what's his name Mark harkison markison or something like that he's the um guy with the mustache yeah yeah something like that he doesn't really yeah, play like a higher a, up. he doesn't really play much of a role he's just like he seems to be the one calling the shots, but he's not like the Nazi guy where he actually like does anything. Like he's just on the boat, kind of saying what's happening. Um, yeah, and then there's another character kind of on the boat, kind of lurking in the shadows, uh, you know, in full military garb, who kind of is a more more abreast of the situation. Like he understands, you know, there because they're they're the captain of the of the battleship and Markinson, Mark Markson are talking, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, we knew a Spriggan would be here. That's why we brought him." And of course, they're talking about which we meet later on when they finally get on the island as uh, as instructor Bowman, who is uh, Omanai's other teacher. Yes, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, oh, and I I guess I shouldn't forget. Uh, what's the girl's name? Yoshinori. Yep, something like that. Yoshi, but uh, Yoshino. Uh, she she also yeah. just like shows up at the beginning and like lands on their boat. You Which know, I thought was funny. Like they're there, they're all you know, they're enjoying the uh, you know, the Rasanate. Um, you know, Omanai's really taking it in, and then you just see this thing like in the air, and she's like she's fucking strapped to like a parachute, like a giant box fan. Yeah, and of course so she, she shows up and she's kind of just like our, our our comic relief. She's more just in the way. She wants to steal more yeah. she wants to steal more loot, all this stuff. Um you know, eventually this ghost island thing starts to appear, and uh, you know that's what they're really after. They're trying to figure out what this is, and so they go there. Chris, we get some some more like throwaway like monster soldiers that are like skeleton based this time. Um, mm-hmm. Very not exciting at all. Um, yes, but I mean there is you know there is some good takeaways. Mostly it's the Bowman fight. Um, well, and what I really liked here is they kind of talked about like the Philadelphia experiment and how this um, this whole island is like a giant like super reactor, but it's also it can like phase in and out of space time. And it was originally supposed to be like a um, like an evacuate in case of like a global catastrophe, people could evacuate here and avoid the disaster. But something was going on with it. Um, it, it, it could also get to a point where you could just like phase places out and make things disappear because that was kind of the big issue during the the bowman and omen and i fight that hey this thing is super unstable it's literally going to take all of us this section of the pacific ocean and japan and just disappear yeah unfortunately for our heroes chris there happens to be just a a live nuclear bomb there <laughs> that they can just use yeah, to blow right? up the island i was like wow that's and, and you know they come up with like a cool story that like this was like the I guess one of the bombs that was, I don't know if it was supposed to go to Japan or what it was, um, but it was like another, um, another nuclear, another nuclear bomb that just 
never made it to its destination and had been missing um, on this. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's other ships from like all kinds of different eras of time and all this stuff are on this yep. on this island, and it it seems like time ages differently on this island. Um, oh yeah, because like even some of the bodies they find are like they're like oh like this person or the ships like from this century, but they've only you know they it only seems yeah, like they've the been dead for like ship. a year or something like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just a very interesting place. Um, yep, and then like, then, like you said, of course, uh, Instructor Bowman is Omenai's instructor. He was his, his uh, you know, basically his combat instructor, which also is what Obero was. But we actually get more of their backstory, and like he's kind of the one that tells Omenai, like, "Hey, man, you've you've there's going to come to a point where you're going to have to kill." Um, so I don't know, you ever seen this movie, Cody, called The Hunted? with Benicio Del Toro and Tommy Lee Jones. That sounds familiar. Let me... Or Tommy Lee Jones is like the, the, like the, the CQC instructor, and he like teaches them how to like fight with knives. That's what this episode reminded me of. Like Their dynamic reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and I, I love the fact, because, I mean, um, Bowman is, is a Spriggan. He, you know, he is a Spriggan, or was a Spriggan, who now works for Trident. Yeah. Um, or yeah. And what I thought was really cool is he has this really cool ability called doppelganger, where basically he can separate his presence from his body. So you'll you it, it's he said it's a form of hypnosis. So you'll see another version of him. Meanwhile, the real him is like creeping up behind you, but you don't know where he is because you're distracted by the the doppelganger. He is the shadow clone jutsu. I've seen this one before. He, he does. <laughs> That's right. I've seen this play. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and they have like a, dude, they have a sweet fight. Like first they fight for awesome a second. fight. They have like a small fight uh, at first, of course, before they call like a temporary truce, kind of like the the other dude from the other forest. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, every time there's a fight in a forest, you know something's going to interrupt it. So they seem to stop fighting in forests. Yeah, but then they they kind of call a truce, um, so they can they basically plan to blow up this island, um, uh-huh. and you know stop this, prevent this from causing any more trouble. Um, and Yoshino comes across. She while while they're preparing this nuke, she also finds this necklace. Um, yep. And I I guess it it almost gives her like a glimpse. Well, that's of like, where she realizes. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where she realizes what this thing is, like what this whole island is, and she's like, "That's why we're like, we need to get the fuck out of here before this takes all the yeah." Because like you said, she, she gets a glimpse of what's going to happen. Yeah, and so of course. Uh, Bowman wants wants the necklace from her, um, so yeah, you know, he, he takes that. Her. Yeah, he holds her at knife point. He's like, "All right, just give it to him." He heads off to the pyramid that's just also on the island, and so he's like, "All right, well, I I can't leave, I can't leave these relics in the in the wrong hands." So he kind of goes off solo on his own, kind of shuns you mm-hmm. Yoshino away, and kind of leads up to our our big final fight, Chris. Um, which is probably one of the best fights of the show. Like you said, you get this cool like doppelganger ability. You know, they're both. In yeah, this suits. is a great fight. They're both in the suits. They both have the orichalcum knives. Um, well, that's even what he says. He's like, you know, I've got a muscle. I've got this uh, synthetic muscle suit. I've got orichalcum knives. We're on the same playing field, bud. Yeah, which you know, it's cool. Like it really is. Like you get to show the skill off. Um, but then we also get like the mm-hmm. cool flashbacks of like them training together and like. He seemed to be like the most loyal Spriggan, it seemed. Um, yeah, he was, the guy. he was the fucking company man. 
Which, you know, it raises a lot of questions, like, why would he do this? And, of course, after you ends up getting the better of him, he kind of reveals, like, something that had kind of been hinted at in a prior episode, where he's like, you know... Yeah, you can't Ar- trust Arkham. Arkham isn't always in the right. And you've got it almost yeah. like a like a forewarning, foreshadowing kind of thing, like, hey, just you know, keep your eyes peeled. Like they're not always in yeah. the right which makes sense, you know. They like all these com all these bad guys are after all these relics and this one company is stopping all of them, but they have all the relics, like eventually they're gonna want to use that power for themselves. It is what this is kind of the vibe I was getting from it. Oh definitely. Um most definitely. Yeah, you ends up, you know, taking him out and Yoshino comes back with a lifeboat to, to save our boy, get him out of there before the whole island explodes, essentially, because uh, they set a timer on this nuclear bomb for 90 minutes. Um, yeah, because he actually, because uh, um, Omenai actually kills Bowman. Like, he stabs him right in the chest. Yeah. Which he, he was trying to avoid, but, you know, it's just, it was one of those things where, you know, he had always told him, eventually, you're going to have to kill people. Uh, and he had yeah. kind of hinted, like, how many times have you lost comrades for not killing people? And, like, we get flashbacks of, you know, each individual episode where, like, you see, like, Omanai's, like, friends from, like, you know, episode two, three, four, like, where it's, like, former soldiers that had to die because, not necessarily because he didn't kill, but just, they just had to die. And he was kind of, like, you know, he's touching, uh, he, he was hitting on some emotional beats, I would say. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, our boy Yu takes him out and gets off the island. Island explodes. Um, and it actually just kind of ends. Like, the episode kind of ends with, um, he's arguing with, um, with the girl, and, um, old fucking Captain Foster's like, hey, why don't you knock that shit off and just drink this in? And, like, it's just a, just a beautiful, like, seascape. Yeah, he's like, just look at the sun. Like, look up at the sky. Yeah, look it's at just this, chill. Look at this beautiful world's marvel and all this stuff. And it's like, all right, yeah, dude. Yeah. Grab these sour cream and onion chips and just chill. <laughs> yeah, very, very, uh, you know, not not like a bomb just went off and blew up this crazy island and you just had to kill your instructor, but, uh, you know, just enjoy the sunset, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stow that shit, sailor. But then, Chris, we get uh, kind of a two-part um, post-credit scene. We get some soldiers out in the yeah. woods um, getting taken out by what seems like some kind of super soldier. Which I actually thought when I first saw this was this was this like oh did something phase out is this happening in on the island where like you know what I mean like oh you know I thought these were maybe the people or this was going to show us how that corpse ended up on the island you know what I mean yeah the body that that she found I thought this was this what this was but it was not yeah um and then you know we see like a, a an evil general or a colonel with like an eye patch who's commanding this this soldier and he basically says like you have this new this new uh this new target um and then we see the girls from uh use our omani school uh, like walk by this guy and this is i guess it's number 43 is that his name i can't remember he's just like some uh, he do- he does have a he does have a name but i think cuz he's part of the because one of the things they talked about in the movie, the original 98 movie, was the Project Cosmos. Um, and this this kid is one of those kids as well. Like, Omanai is a Cosmos kid. Um, and this guy is too. Yeah, because we see, like, his eyes turn red at the end. And, like, yeah, Omanai is his next target. And that's kind of, like, the cliffhanger it, it leaves us off on. Which, you know, I'm glad to see. I'm here for it. I could watch 100 episodes of the show and not probably not get tired of it. Um, yeah. Well, well, like I said, I like I said, it's not my favorite, but it's definitely something that I could 
I could watch an episode a day and be completely content on. Like, most yeah, certainly, just most a, certainly, yeah, just like a real solid show. Um, and with that being said, Chris, you know we got to throw this thing on our rankings list. Um, yeah, that's gonna be tough. So I think I know where it's gonna go, and this might seem like kind of a cop out answer. Um, I think. No, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I'll, I'll go first. This is kind of a... It might seem like a cop-out answer. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm going to put it... I'm going to put it just... Hmm. I'm just debating if I like it more or less than Vampire in the Garden, um, which is kind of tough. I really like both these quite a bit. Mm. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? What's the... Where are you torn? I think I'm gonna put it above Vampire in the Garden, so it's gonna be my okay. new. It's gonna be my new number twelve, um, which obviously that's so funny because it's gonna be my new number twelve as well. Is it okay? Then I don't feel as bad because like I feel like Japan Sinks is like the worst of the good shows, or maybe maybe it's Samurai Champloo is the worst of the good shows we've seen. Mm-hmm. And so like I I I, I th- that's ten that tends to be like the slot where I slot in like. You know, Vampire in the Garden or Parasite or the first season of Jujutsu Kaisen, like right in and around that area. Um, but that's where I'm going to put this season of Spriggan. Um, real solid. Really don't have, like, the things to gripe about. I mean, we're kind of being, like, we have to nitpick a little bit for. Um, it's got nothing but upside. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like there's more overarching stuff coming, and, you know, if there's a season two yeah. or, you know, however long they plan to do this. I do like that they included the first movie as like its own or as like an arc, because um, mm-hmm. I was worried after watching part of so the first episode. I was like, "This isn't like like it's the same guy and all that, but it hasn't, you know, we haven't seen McDougal." So I hope we'll get to that eventually. And of course, episode two, as soon as it started mm-hmm. with like the dudes going down in like the the crevice and finding Noah's Ark, I was like, "Oh, this is this is the movie right here." Yep, this is the one. Um, but yeah, just super solid. Uh, like you said, only upside. Uh, nothing but upside from here. Um, I agree, and I and I do hope it gets more. I hope we get a season two. I hope Netflix continues it. Um, just real. Yeah, solid, I definitely man. do too. Yeah, like animation. Yeah, Netflix fantastic. is continuing to knock it out of the park with their anime. Yeah, like you know we've had some duds, but you know this one is just super solid. Like really looking forward to more of this. Um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. I concur. It'll be my new number twelve for now. Um. You know, and I look forward to more of it. What about you, Chris? Yeah. Where, where are you going to throw this? You said I think you, you mentioned number twelve. Yeah, number, 12 number twelve as well. Um, I don't think it's top ten worthy, um, but I definitely think if we get more of it, it, it is top ten bound. That's for sure. Okay. In here. All right. So that's where Spriggan will be, number twelve on both of our lists. Uh, it is the twenty yeah. fifth show. Excuse me. Got the indigestion a little bit here. Um. But that's 20- that Mountain Dew, man. That's right. I got to get another swig here. Um, but that is the 25th show uh-huh. we have covered uh, for the podcast. And yeah, so that's exciting because we've got a movie next. That is right. So scrolling over to our Twitter poll, um, the winner is The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Um, another film I don't think either of us has seen. Yeah, I have not. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. Just it, it, It's like fireworks. Like I've heard good things, just never saw it. Um, so looking forward to that. I hope this is better than fireworks. I sure do too. (laughs) Um, but (laughs) I believe it, for those of you guys that want to watch along with us, I believe you can just rent it on Amazon prime, which I think is where I'm going to watch it at. 
Um, Same. But not only that, Chris, we also have, um, you know, we, since we're doing a movie next week, we have another pull-up. So uh, why don't you go over yes. your picks? So I've got two. Um, I think one I've nominated before, and I think it's time to, I think I think it's time to to you know throw it back on the polls because it's an all time great, and of course I'm talking it's probably considered the greatest by many people, and that's excuse me I got indigestion myself a little Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, I mean it's the granddaddy of anime, right? This is the one. This is the one that most modern animes are modeled after, and it's pretty perfect. So that one. And then I'm also uh, one that I feel kind of bad for not having watched. Uh, one Punch Man. Okay. Some solid picks. I think One Punch Man, if we go back, way back in our history, I think it was on like the first poll we ever did. Really? If I, if I, if I do remember correctly, I feel like One Punch Man and Fire Force were some of like the early nominees that we just never got to. Fire Force, <laughs> hell yeah. Um. Yeah, those are two two super solid picks. Neon Genesis, I'd love to I'd love to go over because Neon Genesis has a bunch of movies too, right? I haven't seen the whole series. Yeah, which I know th- those get a little little wonky from what I've heard, but you know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, those get a little out there. But I'm definitely down to dive in. Um, and then for me, for my picks, uh, I'm going with one I believe I've nominated before, and if I haven't nominated, I've definitely talked about it, uh, and that's going to mm-hmm. be Baki. Um, Probably the most over-the-top anime fighting anime I've ever seen. Uh, it's just... Old Baki Han. Just absolutely wild. Um, I don't we, 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 If we ever have to review that show, it's just going to be like, these two fight, and these two fight, and these two fight. Oh, yeah. this guy's back, and they fight this guy. Oh, now these two fight, now these two fight. And then that's just the show. It's just constant over-the-top fights with hardly any story, and I think it's great. Um... I'm so here for it. And then the other one that I haven't seen, I'm going to nominate Steinsgate, uh, which I've heard nothing but, like, it's a top ten, top five anime of all yeah. time. Like, I've heard nothing but good things about it, and it's just one that I've just just never got to yet. And so, you know, why not now? Um, pretty solid picks on this list. I would imagine Steinsgate or Evangelion probably run away with this one. Uh, although, you know, we, we got our hopes up for our fighting anime, too. Um, yeah. yeah, and you know, one punch, one punch man is popular. I could easily see that taking it. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Baki might be a throwaway here, um, but that's okay. That's okay. We need some throwaways. Eventually, we'll get to it. Um, yeah, that, Chris, I that's pretty much all I got for this week. We're gonna cover once again the girl who leapt through time. If you guys want to watch it, just three bucks to rent it on Amazon. Um, it's a steal at three bucks. Yeah, you can watch it, and then of course you, you don't forget to to stay up to date on the boys. New episode airs tomorrow. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that's gonna do it for this week's podcast, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the fourth. Um, yeah, that's Chris. That's all I got. I'm gonna enjoy the fourth. I'm gonna throw it on Independence Day. I'm just gonna spend. Hell yeah. Chris, I'm gonna spend my whole weekend on Amazon Prime Video because I I own Independence Day there. The girl who left through time <laughs> is there. Boys are there. Like everything is there. It's it's just perfect. And uh. Of course, I wish you the best Fourth of July. I know it's like our favorite holiday, so. Uh, oh, damn right it is. Of course it is. I'll because be... you know we remember the fallen heroes of the of the War of '94. That is right, Chris. And of course, I will send you nothing but pictures of me holding beers and grills and you know. Um, beers and glizzies, baby. I'm all gl- for it. Glizzies, brats, burgers, the whole nine yards. Just 
celebrating. I'm ready. Uh, celebrating this great country of ours, uh, although it's kind of in shambles at the moment. But you know, <laughs> that's another topic for another time. But uh, that's, I, right. that's another that's another podcast for another day. Yeah. Um, we, we, where's a spriggin' when you need it, huh? Uh, that is, you're not wrong, Chris. But uh, uh, that's gonna do it for today's episode, guys. I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams, and thank you, as always, for listening, and have a safe and happy fourth. Kick the tires and light the fires, Cody, that's what we're doing.